Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a tangent. Back in the days when we played video games, it was hardcore for the nerdy and lazy. Now things have changed and all our video games are also for the casual and lady. But that's okay, you know the score. We told you a million times before. Playing consoles, not just games, is in the past. It's time for another week of Info G Radio, episode 497 for November 20th, 2017. Oh, I'm tired. I don't know about the rest of you. On the show, we got Jay. I woke up 15 minutes ago. You eating a bagel. Mm, this bagel and orange juice combo is, is, is giving me life right now. It's good stuff. And we have Ryan. Hola. Hola. And we have Drew. I woke up at 6 a.m. And you and, <laughs> and yet you were the last one to join this. Ryan joined before you. I mean, I woke up yep. at 6. Uh, well, it's because my fiance just left. <laughs> like, you got to get the fuck out. Why did she did she wake you up? Did you have to go pick her up? Why why did you have to wake up at 6 a.m. on a Sunday? Cuz we woke up at that time. God damn it! That's true. You, you need to learn. God you need to learn the, damn it. the benefits of sleeping in on them weekends. Technically, that is an hour sleeping in for me. Oh my god! When you wake up at five a.m. every day, you can't help but wake up. Yeah. Oh, oh I totally can. I totally can. I, I get up at seven o'clock every day, take my son to school, and then on the weekend, my ass sleep till like ten or eleven. That's kind I, of impressive, though. Like your body remembers your habits, and they it automatically like wakes up most of the time. So that's good. Yeah. And I still gotta fight my way out of bed. I don't know what you're talking about. Tell I me. haven't. I haven't slept past eight a.m. in years. I feel for you. Like I, my heart hurts for you. Well, but then again, Drew also goes to sleep early. So yeah, he, he does get a he does get a decent amount of sleep if he you know he's heading to bed when the street lights come on. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I I usually hit the bed at around ten thirty or eleven. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's that's to be frank. That's when I'm most productive around ten o'clock, like twelve o'clock ish. I'm like I should get some like writing and stuff done. I guess right now it's like yeah, it's done. Man, ten thirty eleven o'clock. I feel like the night's just getting going. Let's party. Anyway, video games. We can talk about those. Drew, you want to talk about video games? You play anything? Absolutely. All right, let's talk about video games. All right. Uh, let's start with the review games. Okay. Uh, the first one is a game called Ben 10. Uh, I've never watched a single episode of the show. Mm-hmm. Probably never will. Um, what I didn't know was, was that this is... This game is based on the recent remake of Ben 10, so I didn't know, but Ben 10 has been rebooted. Sure. I mean, uh, everything gets rebooted. Cartoon Network has especially been doing a lot of rebooting lately. 
and Ben 10 was the next thing on the list. Um, go ahead. I will say that their reboot of Teen Titan can go screw itself. Yeah, it's bad. The no, original it Teen is Titans not. is good. Teen Titans Go is awesome. <laughs> For children, maybe. But no, I like the original is, Teen Titans. It is very. It is a very funny show. If you're going into it looking for a superhero show, you're watching the wrong show. Yeah, but it I is a very, it. it is genuinely a very funny show. Well, it is a show about Teen Titans, so I kind of would have gone in for a superhero no, show. It's, original, it's a show that was... features the Teen Titans, but it's not a superhero show. Yeah. It's not. There's no point in comparing it to the original. They're not even supposed to be the same. But they have the title literal Teen Titans in it. So you can see why there might be a comparison there. It's the same characters. It's like comparing Dead or Alive with Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. They're the same game, Ryan. I mean, you know, same quality of gameplay, so I don't see the difference, honestly. They, but no. they've, but that's just that they have done that with multiple shows. Yeah. So from what I understand, Ben 10, which originally came on in 2005 and lasted years, uh, was more of a serious kind of show. Uh, I would say maybe kind of like Johnny Quest or something like that. If you remember the new adventures of Johnny Quest, how it took kind of a serious tone a little bit. Um, and then they got the new Ben 10, which is more of a, slapstick comedy um so i know nothing about ben 10 but i played the game uh this is a pretty much just a side-scrolling beat-em-up brawler kind of thing uh it's done relatively well i feel like the jumping's a little too floaty for my tastes but this game is 29.99 and for 29.99 it's okay I feel like um, it, it's kind of cool that uh, he has like 10 different aliens that he can transform into. Each one has special abilities, and uh, they all, I mean, eventually they all kind of play alike. Some of them have projectile attacks, some of them have, you know, melee attacks. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's real simple. Uh, you can't upgrade every alien, uh, and uh, but there's only three upgrades, and you just use these green orbs that you pick up. Damn near everything drops those green orbs. Um, that's about it. It's got all the voice actors from the show. Uh, John DiMaggio plays practically every villain in that show, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's okay. It's, it's not. It's not a bad game. I was expecting. Oh, it's going to be one of those bad like licensed games. But no, it's it's okay. Hey, you no, took there is the, no. You took the right game. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I did. You, you gave me like an option of three games. I said, fuck it, give me the Ben 10 game. And apparently the Ben 10 game's the one that's the good one. Yeah, you you, you chose wisely. You Indiana Jones that shit. Yeah, that's uh, right. I'm, I'm guessing Ken is going to be talking about the other two? Or... No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I played one of the other two, but I did mm-hmm. not, I'm did not. i not reviewing it, so thank God. Just just for reference sake, uh, what were the other two games that were the I, I don't remember the third one, but one of them was Road Rage. Road Rage Ooh. was the other one. Yeah. You gave it like a two, that one, right? Yeah, Justin gave it to that game. Oh, oh okay. Oh, man. Justin usually scores higher than average, too, so two from him is, like, atrocious. That game. Is... What was the other game? I can't remember now. Oh, shit. I don't remember. There's is a... it the game that, that you gave to me? That castle thing? No, that wasn't it. Okay. There was, it was, I thought it was a PS4 game or something, wasn't it? I can't remember. Damn. I don't remember. I'll have to look back through my texts. There were so many games that came in this week. Like, I lost track of them. 
Yeah. yeah. True. But um, yeah, I played Ben 10. Uh, write that review probably Monday, tomorrow, and get it to you. Uh, the other game that I'm reviewing is uh, a game that I'm familiar with, uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Oh, the other game was Mario Party. Yeah, Mario Party on DS. Yes. Yeah. Is that bad? I, I, I gave it to Justin. I, okay. Like I said, I I took a bunch of garbage that you guys probably wouldn't have wanted, so then I had to pass out all the other stuff that came in. Yeah. But yeah, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I'm playing the Sun version since I played the Moon of the original. Um, <clears throat> I would say it's the same game, but it's not. Um, you most certainly start in the same town. All the places are kind of the same. But they have added actually a decent amount of stuff. So there's more cutscenes. There's a new kind of like side story featuring the um, Rainbow Rocket team. The team team Rainbow Rocket. Okay. Still led by Giovanni. Um, those guys are really weird, and they introduced them really early on in the game. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to play through a shit ton of this game in order to see most of the new content. Uh, they have added a bunch of new Pokemon. There's new Z-Powers. Um, but they've done a decent job of making stuff feel familiar, but yet fresh at the same time. Because I, I still remember a lot of Pokemon Moon and Ultra Sun feels different. What Like, in what significant way is it Like, different? story beats and stuff. Okay. Do you... And by different, do you mean better or worse? And how do you feel about that? It just—I mean, it's the the story originally was fine. I mean, they they, they did add more story to it. Like now, it has actual storyline. Do they still uh, have those skull wrapping asshole grunt they, dudes? The the, t- uh, the team uh, skull is still yeah. there too. They're yeah. the they're the first main villains, but then there's a alternate main villain mm. uh, through uh, Giovanni and his team. This new team rocket. Oh, can you transfer over your original save from your whatever Sun or Moon game into the Ultra no. one? No, you have to is, do a new state. Oh, this okay. is a new game. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but it's it's Pokemon, which means it's still a pretty decent RPG. Pokemon. Pokemon. I mean, there's <laughs> a shit ton in this game. I filled out my my first six roster within like probably twenty minutes of the game. Seems like they started the game up faster in this one. Because in the original, it took you a while to get your starter Pokemon and then, you know, move on to the next town. And this one, they're kind of like within probably five or ten minutes of the game. All right, you're, you're going. You're gone. That makes sense for people that are playing the game again. You know, the people that already beat the original. They don't want to wait too long in the tutorial area kind of deal. Yeah. But it's, it's good. It's, it's still a, it's a competent Pokemon game. Would you, you know, I, I guess since it's a new comp, new competent Pokemon game, you recommend it to people that didn't play the original, but would you also recommend it to people that have been the original and seen a lot of the uh, content before? Or um, So far, I've only done one of the trials, uh, mm-hmm. which are basically the replacements for the gym leaders. Uh, not, not a lot of that has changed. In fact, I had issues with some of those trials rather than going through a gym and beating a gym leader. I found some of them kind of boring. Um, 
it depends on how big of a Pokemon fan you are. If you if you really like Pokemon, sure. If you're looking for another one to play right now, um, just don't expect a ton of new stuff. There is there is a lot of new stuff. I looked it up because I, I wanted to at least look it up and see what what they're actually offering here. So there are more Pokemon. They added more Pokemon that you can capture in the wild and stuff like that. Uh, there is a whole new area, but like I said, I, I don't think I'll be seeing this for another ten to fifteen hours. Um, it, it's a lot of the the in game stuff that they added to it. So okay. It, 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 I don't know. It may be a hard sell for for somebody who like completely exhausted Pokemon Sun and Moon. I wonder why Nintendo doesn't do like an add-on feature. Like if you own the original, you can buy an add-on that adds all the features from the thing. Because everybody's going to spend forty bucks on it anyway. That's true. Yep. God damn you, Pokemon! I mean, I mean, why would why would it's like asking why Nintendo's not doing a Black Friday sale on the Switch? Well, well they don't have to. Ah, uh, they might do a store on the eShop. You don't know. No, no, I'm talking about the system. Oh uh, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I you, think a Wario sixty four posted a deal for uh, Switch. It's like it's twenty nine nine ninety nine. One cent off, guys. Go ahead. Yeah, like <laughs> like you like uh, everybody's doing Xbox Ones and PS fours for one ninety nine. Switch is like yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Nah, it's three hundred bucks, man. You pay up. Yeah, give yeah. me that. Give me that money, boy. That's yep. the reason uh, I didn't feel bad about picking it up earlier this year. Uh, I was like, it's not gonna go on sale anytime soon. So no, that system will be two ninety nine probably all the way through next holiday. That'd be my yeah. guess. Yeah, sounds about right. Um. All right. Well, I guess me and Jay and and maybe possibly Ken can talk about. Uh, we play a little bit of Overwatch. I did play. Did I did play Overwatch. Did you check out the new character? Well, I didn't get to play. I play. I played as her in the training grounds, but I didn't play as her in a game. I. I. I don't like her. Really? I don't, uh, I did, the, she's annoying, simply because of the ball. <clears throat> the ball sucks. It fucking homes in on you. and It seems like it never goes away. <laughs> but her attacks it, yeah. are not great. Her her right click has a surprising amount of range. Yeah, but and, it does like uh, no. Da- I see. I like I saw a play of the game where she was hitting somebody with it, and like literally, it, it was like fifteen seconds. It's, uh, it's it's fifty it's fifty damage a second, so you need four seconds of continuous pressure in order to kill a dude, which is a which is a long long time in the world of Overwatch. But I will say that Mora is hard to kill as a support. If when she's played well, because the ability by using her orb to heal herself, when she also uses right click, she also drains life from the opponent too. So she also gains life that way. So she's a sturdy support that can do a lot of different things and uh, provide a provide a lot of covers. I like her a lot, but um, I also tried out the new Mercy with her res nerf, Ooh, and uh, I found her to be still pretty good. Like, she's not an instant pick anymore, which is exactly what I wanted, because I don't want someone to always have to be picked in order to be competitive. I think that's stupid. I think that's overpowered. But now, with the with the 1.75 second rest timer, that you have to kind of stand there, and they just kind of pull the guy up, and uh, that'll give you the time to murder that Mercy if she's being bold, trying to res someone in the uh, on the wrong side of the front line. So, that's good. Her Valkyrie mode is still excellent. The instant res is still. Uh, she she does actually get two charges, uh, Drew. Still. Still does okay. Yeah, so you can get that double res right away, which is very very powerful. Still. Uh, you gonna say something about Mercy, Drew? 
Me, I the, that res man. Whew, yeah, it's going to take some time to get used to for sure. That's a rough. See, the the problem I had was like I, just like playing mystery heroes and stuff like that. Is that it wasn't that I was being vulnerable. It was that I didn't make it to the body in time, and they'd fucking respawn while I, while I was resing them. Yeah, yeah. And that's happened to me where I'd be like, oh, I'm being res, and then all of a sudden I'm back at spawn. I'm like, fuck, they didn't get me in time because of that fucking <laughs> delay. Yeah. That's that's just like really annoying. I don't know. It is. It's, it is. You gotta be. You gotta actually be smarter as a mercy player, and a lot of mercy players are not gonna be able to because they they uh, they approach mercy like a brain dead uh, brain dead person, like not really yeah. thinking about tactics. But you saw when I was playing mercy, I was able to get people up really without any issue using using the E, just because I was playing with my team, uh, you know, getting into the right positions and everything, and that worked out. So I think making me think more, making me more involved about the gameplay, is a good thing for mercy. Yeah. But yeah, I played that. Um, I jumped back into Heroes of the Storm for a little while because apparently they added Hanzo. Oh, yeah. And they added... Oh, they haven't added Hanzo yet. They're adding him soon. Uh, they added uh, some woman from... Uh, Alex Treasure. Yeah, from World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I jumped into that, did some uh, quests and stuff like that. That's still a great MOBA. I really enjoy that game. Um... Crap, I, think, I thought there was something else. Oh, yeah. In an attempt to get some of my Game of the Year deliberations locked in, I began playing Zelda Breath of the Wild again. <laughs> um, I finally made it to Kakariko Village. Hey! Hey! That, uh, <clears throat> that, that was different, because I never did that before. <laughs> So you basically never started the game, is what you're saying. I, well, I, I got off the plateau, and then started like, let's just go walk around. Started Skyrimming it. Uh, but yeah, I actually just like, okay, let's just do some of the main quest stuff and get that out of the way, you know. Uh, so yeah, I made Gakuru Village, and I am uh, I was going to meet up with Impa. That's as far as I got. So in your in your opinion of your... Playtime so far. Do you agree with Ryan's assessment that it is the worst game of the year so far? Or mm-hmm. close? Uh, probably right next okay. to like uh, I haven't played um, Road Rage, but I have a feeling that maybe yeah, worse. yeah. That's what that's what I figure. So we'll have the stinkers of the year, and that all that's kind of a shoe in. So that's yeah. Fair. I think that's probably fair. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> Oh, I love making people angry for no reason. There, the, I will put it this way, though. There is one issue I have with Zelda. I think Zelda is a great game. I think it looks great. There is some frame rate issues on the Wii U. Oh, yeah, for sure. I I definitely saw some. Yeah. but um, There is also the issue on Switch as well. So you know, It's, it's no. there, but if you haven't played the Wii U version, you don't appreciate the Switch version as much. <laughs> well, and and they, he, did, they did patch the Switch version. It's a little better than it was at launch. There's there's the biggest issue for me, and I know a lot of people out there don't think it is an issue, but you can't map the run button to be next to the jump button, and that annoys the shit out of me. Nintendo is allergic to button mapping, dude. I swear to God, I they'll, just, they will just allow give you us the to, option. They give you the option to switch the run and the jump button, but they're still opposite of each other. Drew, what have you done? What have you done? You've criticized the game. Do you well, not hear them coming? Do you not hear the footsteps? I don't give a fuck. Let them come. 
There is still a dwarf that you know. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? Zelda conversation reminds me of. Have you guys seen the trailer for that new uh, new movie, A Quiet Place? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that looks, that looks pretty good, actually. That's what Zelda conversation reminds me of. It's, it's the only thing <laughs> that bothers. Don't make a noise. Don't yeah. make a sound, and then they can't find you. I, I think that's what the, I think that's truly what the movie's about. It's going to be a bunch of guys in like Luigi costumes coming to your house. Well, bring it on, yeah. Luigi. That would be fucking terrifying, actually. It, it would be. He's just going to go, Mario! <laughs> oh, man! That is a stuff Mario. of nightmares, man. Mario! And we all know that only degenerates will wear Luigi costumes, so, oh, you better be afraid. But, yeah, in a game that has to do with a lot of platforming, you don't have the run button next to the jump button. Why the fuck not? You know what I mean? Because mm. Nintendo. Because Nintendo. Because Nintendo. You know, because like doing a running jump, that why would you need to do a running jump in a platforming game? Come on, guys. No, you need you need four jumps dedicated to the jump button on oh. Mario Odyssey. You need it. Like they all need to be jump buttons, man. Don't worry about it. But yeah, I don't know. I uh, I did do a shrine where I got a bandana that makes me climb faster. Yeah, you should get the whole outfit. Uh, that's oh, there's a whole outfit said. for it. Yeah. Everything has yeah. whole outfits. Yeah. Oh, good. I need to find that then because that's uh, yeah, it's pretty that's great. great. Climbing yeah, speed is pretty pimp. Yep. But yeah, uh, played some Breath of the Wild. Going to continue to play some more of that and hopefully be ready for Game of the Year discussions with that. Uh, that's about it, though. Oh, oh, okay. Well, damn. Well, I guess we'll talk to Jay. All right. So um, I can't talk about a game that came out in 2007. That's how it works. Yeah, that's um, uh, embargoes are weird. But I've been playing Apollo Justice for 3DS. Um, I basically already wrote up the, my impressions about the basically a port, I would say, because the game also came out on um, the phones as well, I believe. Yeah, it came out on the phone, and uh, it's, it's pretty similar. Uh, regardless of that, uh, I also played a game that kind of. I was told to check out because of my history with like Vita exclusives and all that jazz. So there's this game called Mary Skelter that came out, uh, I think a month ago or something like that. And I kind of this one completely under my radar. I didn't even know this was a game, and then I heard about it later, and I decided to rent it. And um, it's an Idea Factory game, and um, you know the people that made the Neptunia games. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. So whenever you know they make games that I'm told that are good, it's like eh, I don't. Know. Maybe? Because they also made uh, Trillion, which I also really enjoyed. Uh, That was a Vita game that later came out on the PC as well. So I do believe that they are are certainly capable of making good, creative, uh, original IPs, which is is nice. So I decided to give this game a check. And it's it's a kind of a first-person dungeon crawler, uh, very similar to Etrian Odyssey, uh, Demon Gaze, and and all those kind of games. And um, pretty impressed, actually. The, the whole motif of the game is that it's based on fairy tale characters. So you have you have characters like Red Riding Hood, uh, Alice from you know Alice in Wonderland, and um, these characters are kind of like trapped in this jail. This is this living alive jail that's trying to keep them there, trying to consume them slowly over time, and they're trying to find a way out. And uh, they have these like powers because of their whatever relevance to the the fantasy. Is kind of there's a there's a connection there. 
and uh, it's pretty interesting. I, I didn't expect it to be have this many like combat elements. There's there's like classes that uh, they can uh, get delve into to or learn new skills and um, like uh, passive skills to traverse through the the, the jail better. There's a bunch of different characters all based on Fairytale, just like the other two that I mentioned. Uh, there's a pretty decent upgrade system for the weapons and the armors that you get, so you can keep upgrading the stuff that you like and reinforcing it to make it stronger. Uh, and the level design itself seems pretty good. I wouldn't say... I think when I think about level designs in first-person dungeons, I think Etrian Odyssey has always been kind of the top dog. I don't think any other game has reached that level of level design and dungeon design to really make things interesting. But uh, Mary Skelter also copies the idea of foes. Uh, the FOEs. Uh, you remember those FOEs from the uh, early Etrian, well, the Etrian games, right, Drew? Yes. Yeah, those guys that you basically have to run away from, or they'll fucking murder you, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they make the dungeon crawling really interesting because you have to always be aware that these guys are around, and they can kind of chase you down and try to murder you instantly. So having these uh, this element is is also good. But they, in this game, they call them nightmares, and the twist is that you can't fight them. They are invincible the first time you encounter them because it, within the le- within one particular level of a dungeon, there's this uh, there's this core, and until you find it, and they're usually pretty well hidden, you have to find it. You have to destroy the core, and then the nightmares become vulnerable, and you can fight them in uh, even ground. And even then, they're still very tough enemies that you have to you know fight and kill. But you do get the ability to kill them. So you're kind of going through the dungeons, there's like traps everywhere, there's hidden passageways, uh, and then, then there's nightmares trying to chase you down and kill you while you're hunting for the core, you're leveling up your characters, you're getting new items, you're going back to base, like making these like rabbit holes. The Alice's power is that she makes rabbit holes that she can use to like uh, make these like save points and also go back to town, which I thought was pretty funny. And, um, yeah, this is, I'm only about, uh, three, four hours in so far, but, uh, surprisingly, uh, surprisingly impressed. Um, I didn't expect it to be this good. The art style is very, very, very clean, uh, as well. So I'm going to play more of that game, maybe even beat it too if I have the time. But outside of that, I've been putting the finishing touch on Hob, which is much longer than it needs to be. Goddamn. In one of those games where you constantly feel like, oh, this must be the last section of the game. And then you beat the game, and then the game continues. I've had that happen three times in half so far. It's like, just, just end, just finish. Just let me, let me, let me, let me write your review. Just come on, just let let me move on with my life. Uh, but like I said, I don't hate the game, but I don't love it either. So you'll see that reflect in my review. Uh, but yeah, I haven't really played that much this week. I've been kind of busy. I've been meaning to start. Um, I. I picked up and installed Divinity Original Sin 2, because that's the game that everyone's been telling me to play. Um, Drew, you talked about that game before, right? I played the original. hadn't played the second one. You didn't play the second one? No. I thought you were like recommending the, the game to people. Sophie. Oh, was, yeah. Sophie. Sophie was hardcore recommending it to everybody, and I agree with Sophie. Okay. I played the original one a little bit, but I didn't play too much of it. Um, but I heard the second one in particular is just like out of this world. Uh, apparently, they managed to have the budget to voice everything in a game like this, where there is just like a you know like a thousands of the lines of dialogue, which is pretty impressive. Which is something that I like to see transfer over to other you know old school type of games, just to add voice acting. I think 
voice acting is good, just not for uh, when you're experiencing something. It's it's easier to digest when everything is voice acted and you know set to you. But it also helps add character to the, the people that you're you know running into, adds to their personality, their the way they're uh, you know enunciates the words and the the kind of words that they decide to use instead of others. I think it, it makes it for a more enjoyable experience. So I, would, I you know I always like to see that. I also played just a little bit more of Hand of Fate too. Uh, did you manage to beat that yet, Drew? Uh, I'm probably like two or three. So I unlocked the last, the last section of those quests. Did you, did you do the one where they're fucking burning the villages down? And you got to go save them. Yes, I did. Did you get the gold medal for that one? Fuck holy no! Shit. Holy Fuck no. shit! Are you kidding me? I still haven't got the gold medal for uh, getting all the blessings and going visiting the fucking uh, Empress or whatever. Oh, the blessing one's not bad. You got to put blessing blessing markers yourself so you can run into those randomly. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I haven't edited my deck, oh, and I, okay. I haven't went back to it. And I'm just like, because every time I'd I do the witch's brew or whatever, and I'd always fuck it up and and get the wrong fucking card. I'm like, oh, great. Oh, oh, yeah. There's there's kind of ways to um, make that. Advantages, you know, to to your favor, I suppose. But um, the ones that I haven't gotten to go for is the fucking burning of the village thing, and the one you got to get all the clues for the murder. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get that one either. I just never have enough gold to bribe everybody, and it just pisses me off. Because you get more cards to put in your deck once you get the gold mark, and I want that. But either way, uh, hand of fate too. Outside of the discount combat, you know, discount Batman combat, you know, issue. Uh, it's, it's a good game. They really, man, if they had, like, a good combat engine in this game, this would be, like, an easily, like, a 9-0 for me. But, man, that combat is hard to ignore. But, yeah, that's it for me. All right. So, move on to the Wombat. All right. So, um, I played a decent amount more. It's been a while since I've been on here, but, um... Unfortunately, I didn't play anything last week because I was in San Antonio and then Austin, so um, I was gone all week and didn't get a chance to play anything. But since I've been on here last, I played some more Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, which is still excellent, and uh, I need to progress the story in that a little further, but I have now kind of stopped playing it because I started playing uh, the Frozen Wilds DLC for Horizon. Um, which I'm very early on in so far, um, but it um, it's a perfect opportunity to go back to this game, which is amazing. Um, I can tell it's been a while since I played it because I'm struggling to get my uh, bearings back in terms of how the game plays, which is important because the uh, the robots in this expansion are hard as fuck. Um. Just very challenging. So it's like extra challenging since it's been, um, I don't know, six months since I played it. Um, so to try and get my bearings and my, you know, my control, the controls back under me and fight these pain in the ass robots is, uh, it's been a bit of a challenge. But, um, that said, the, uh, they're really cool and, uh, I'm really, really looking forward to, diving back into what is still at this point my game of the year um to uh uh play this this new content and this new area of the map the only thing i there's this um yeah i got injured 
there's this trend in uh, open world games uh, where they make they make it hard to find the DLC content once you've downloaded it. Um, I wish they were a little more upfront in this one about where you need to find it from. Um, I mean, if you if you just open up your map, you can see where the new area is, and so I mean, you might just sort of do what I did and just wander up towards the new area and, and discover the quest giver yourself. But um, my understanding is there's three different people on the map that can give you the quest, and uh, none of them are marked on the map. None of them are actually marked until you get right up next to them. Um, so it's a little, um, you know, if you didn't just open up your map and say, ooh, there's a new place, let me go up there, you, uh, you'd probably struggle to figure out where you needed to go. But... Uh, other than that, I've played some more Mario Odyssey and got enough stars to unlock um, the yeah. the the other side of the last level um, and beat that um, sequence, and so unlocked a uh, a pretty funny new outfit. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm now back to uh, just going through level to level and collecting uh, moons where I can. Yeah, so I, I forgot to got... mention that uh, I did the same thing. I also got up to the 500 stars to get the last bit of content that's available, yep. really. And um, that was good. That was that actually took me, uh, like, I would say it took me, like, six or seven tries to finish. Because there's no checkpoints in between the whole sequence. It, it's the same way it is in the, the one you unlock at 250. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no checkpoints. Yeah, that one I would say is is easier compared. Yeah, to Yeah, it is for sure. Five hundred, but yeah. uh, they're both enjoyable. I think uh, they're like nice little remixes, and the the final one is uh, truly a test of your skills for what you've accomplished in this game. So it's a nice uh, send off to the game and how it ends. Um, it's a very good. Yeah, yeah, I have already um, I've already succumbed to the um, some of the extra moons in the the place that unlocks at two fifty. I just quit. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I'm not talented <laughs> enough to get them. Um, so I'll have to come back at, at some at some point later. I'm not. Um, there. There's one where you're getting. This doesn't spoil anything for anybody. There's one where you're getting. Uh, you have to jump across this bridge that gets destroyed by bullet bills. Um, and then after you get about halfway across the bridge, you get a key, and you have to turn around and run back the other direction. But now, not only is the bridge mostly destroyed. But there's another giant bullet bill chasing you, and it's just so freaking hard. Um, I can't, I can't get it down yet. So you can't even. I you, can't even. Did you? Why don't you just possess the bullet bill chasing you and then just you can't the because you, it disables your hat. Snap. Oh, I guess I must have. I'm thinking of another one. I guess. All right. Yep. Snap. So. Snap. Yep. So, and the other level, the other level there disables your hat too. So they're both really tough. But uh, anyway, that's uh, that's pretty much it for me. Man, you can tell it's winding down. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I played a few things. I'm not going to go into too much detail. I I did play a bunch of Injustice to get all the the uh, Justice League gear that they were doing this week. I love those events. They're so much fun. Um, I played a lot more Star Wars Battlefront. I need to play just a little bit more before I write my review. Um, finished the campaign. It's, it's interesting. There's a lot of, that campaign feels like, and I know this comes across as derogatory, but it feels kind of like fan fiction in some places. <laughs> because there's a lot of levels where it's like, 
oh, look who it is, yay, you know, and then you play as that character, and then you're like, oh, that was neat, and then the story just, it's fine, it's very, very cliche, very exactly what you kind of expect, I was kind of hoping for a little different, but it's fine, um, still playing the multiplayer, I I enjoy the multiplayer a lot, because it's, it's a lot like Overwatch, where it's just you don't have to be uber leet to play that multiplayer. Um, but again, every now and then you will run into people who are just... When they kill you four times in a row and you're like, yeah, you just play this game way too much kind of thing. But it's it's still fun, and I like the big battles where you can you can feel like you're doing something even if you're not getting, you know, top top level in kills. So, <laughs> But no, I'm, I'm enjoying that game. Um... I did play the game we talked about earlier, the Road Rage game. I played it for about 15 minutes. And people are, you know, hyperbolic about a lot of things nowadays. But there's nothing hyperbolic about the fact that that game has more fog than a Dynasty Warriors game on the N64. (laughs) And it looks terrible. It's a bad, bad game. And it's so disappointing because it's clear what they're you know, what they're trying to cash in on. The fact that we haven't had a good Road Rash game in a long time. And this game is the closest thing we've had to one in a long time. And they put zero effort into creating the game. It's 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 just bad. This wasn't like uh, kickstarted or anything, right? I don't remember. I remember them talking about it. It had been on early access and everybody's like, oh my god, look, another Road Rash style game. We haven't had a Road Rash in so many years and, and, and then this is what gets shit out. And it's, you know, you, you take two examples of this. You take like the Mutant Football League game, which is obviously, you know, tugging at the nostalgia strings of people who played that game and it's a niche game and you're like, oh, cool. And then you play it and it's actually good. And you're like, okay, this is cool. And then you play Road Rage, and you're like, man, you basically just took like a diarrhea dump on my memories of Road Rash. I mean, this is... Thank, thank, thank you, Angry Video Game Nerd. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's just... That's bad. It's just bad. Um, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So two, two of the games that I took, because I didn't think anybody would really want to deal with this kind of shit this time of year, is Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Did they re-release those again? Okay. Um... They're fine. The biggest issue is is that like the Wheel of Fortune's hilarious because they they have the hosts, but they literally skirt around ever saying their names. So it's like whoever uh, whoever designed this game just didn't have the license to say Pat Sajak or Vanna White, so that it's not them. And uh, Jeopardy doesn't have Alex Trebek. In fact, it's a woman that asks you the questions, which is interesting. Mm. But, I guess Trebek was too expensive. Yeah, you know, he's he's a robot anyway, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, no, they're they are what they are. Um I aced the first like matches I played on both of them. I'm like, this isn't very hard. I wonder if it gets harder. So I don't know. Uh I also checked out LA Noir for the Xbox One and Switch. Mm. That game is it's still really neat. I, I still really feel like it did a lot of things that you know a lot of other games didn't do. Um, in 4K on the Xbox One, it, it's real sharp, but you can definitely see its 360 roots poking through. Uh, the most impressive thing about that game is it looks and plays better on the Switch than it has any damn right to. Like, it's 
it's really sharp on the Switch. I was actually really impressed with how good it looked and how well it played um, on that particular machine. I mean, obviously, switching between it and the Xbox One version running in 4K is a monumental difference, but considering, you know, the hardware that the Switch is running, that thing looks really good. Rockstar did a really good job, and I hope that's a litmus test for their games because I, I, I think it would be criminal if they couldn't squeeze GTA Five onto the Switch and sell another 20 million copies of that game. Well, GTA Five was a PS4, Xbox One game. No, it was a PS3 a... and a 360 game. Did it also come out for those as well? That's what it came out on first. Oh, man, that game came out a lot longer than uh, I expected then. Yep, that game is... Just... That game has been relevant for so long. I don't even know when it came out anymore, man. Yeah, that's that's in news that that thing. I think yeah. it just hit eighty-five million units sold of that game. So yeah, one of the best, if not the best-selling game of all time. One of the best. Yeah, it's it's up there. But yeah. I I think Rockstar maybe did L.A. Noir as a litmus test. My biggest issue with L.A. Noir is the price tag on that son of a bitch. That thing's forty bucks on PS4 and Xbox One, and it's fifty on the Switch. The Switch sticks. Yeah, that's my biggest <laughs> issue with that game because I feel like that's a solid twenty to thirty dollar game, but forty to fifty is. Uh... Nah, enjoy this twenty eleven game. Well, also the fact that you, if you have a three sixty, which let's be fair, ninety percent of America has a three sixty, you can get that game at GameStop for like three dollars used. Oh, they they give it they give that game away, dude. Yeah, it's like yeah, no, nobody wants to keep it. I mean, it looks really good in 4K, but it don't look thirty seven dollars better <laughs> than it does on the 360. The day I know it has the DLC missions that were cut yes, off. It does, which is which is good. But do they have anything extra like making Zob? No. Uh, whenever no no. Nothing. There's there's nothing extra in it outside of the VR mode, which I think is coming to PSVR at some point. I think it's on PC right now. Mm. But that's the only new kind of added feature. Oh, and they changed the wording. So, like, you remember in the old one when you would ask somebody a question, it would give you, like, these three really kind of obscure ways to say what you wanted to say to them to try to find out if they were lying. Now it just says, like, good cop, bad cop. Are you serious? Yeah. Good cop, bad cop? Really? Yeah. What was, what was it before? It was, it was truth, doubt, or lie. Yes, yeah, that's what it was. Now that's, it just says good cop, bad cop, and then I think there's a third option, but I can't remember exactly what it is. But yeah, they changed, the, they changed the wording of it to make it more obvious to what you were going to ask. Are you fucking... Wow, okay. Yeah, that's that's the only real change they made to the gameplay. It's kind of weird, but... I like It's like that uh, picture where uh, you remember the old school RPGs, you had like a fucking paragraph you had to read on what you wanted to choose, and then it went from uh, yes or no, and then it went from smiley face to frowny face. <laughs> yep. Wow. Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, well, whatever. Um, I also checked out the Xbox One version of Skyforge, which finally launched. I really enjoyed that on PS4. I thought that was a fun, neat game. Uh, action MMORPG. It's still fun. Um, there's still a lot of grinding in that game, but I, I really do enjoy that game. I, I really feel like I want to put time into it, but just who has the time? Mm. Uh, and I played a Switch racing game called Gear Dot Club. It's all right. It's it, Gear Dot Club. It feels like. Oh, wait, am I even allowed to talk about it? I guess I should check that, huh? 
Because I don't think it's out yet. So, maybe I should not say anything about it. Well, if you're under the embargo day, yeah, probably. Yeah. Better be safe. But I am, I am playing that. Um, so, yeah, 21st is when it launches. So, I can talk yeah. about it this week. But yeah, that's... Uh, and then I continue to play stuff on my ex, just testing stuff out. And I, I hooked up the S in the living room and played a little Battlefront 2 last night. And, like, the difference is just so monumental. It's like it's hard to play on the S now. So, <laughs> Man, I remember when Ken used to be like, people always talk about the peace and, like, it's so, so overrated. And then now you're like, oh, I can't even play the S version anymore, guys. Like, oh, it's, just, uh, it's so monumental. Mm. The 360, no pun intended. The three, no, no, I still think people talking about the P's is stupid. I'm just speaking mm-hmm. from my personal experience. Mm-hmm. I still don't mm-hmm. think anybody should go out mm-hmm. and buy an X. Mm-hmm. You got an S? You're golden. Yeah, it's kind of hard to beat the $200 value plus games. No, it is. If you if you don't own a PS4 or an Xbox One, like either or, and you want one, dude, Black Friday sales are like 200 bucks. Yeah. I saw a bundle for... I think Xbox is also giving you a free game, like, of your choice. Mm-hmm. If you buy any Xbox this week. I saw a bundle yesterday for two twenty nine that came with, like, uh, an extra controller and a, and a game. I'm just like, this is ridiculous, man. Like, almost makes me want to buy a PS4 for another room in the house, like a swim. <laughs> yeah. It's just... It's, it's crazy. Like, the Black Friday yeah. sales were everywhere. I went out yesterday. I was killing time before I went and saw Justice League went over to Best Buy, and there was just, like, mountains of 4K TVs. And we're talking 55-inch 4K TVs for $399. You know, I'm at that point where I like my 1080p TV. I bought it, like, two and a half years ago, and I enjoy it. It's a high-quality TV. But the fact that it hasn't broken makes me, like, feel like I shouldn't buy another TV, but all these deals are really tempting me. Yeah. Uh, I try not to be wasteful, so I buy things when I when I need to replace something. But I don't know where I'm going to... I'd have to give this TV away to someone else if I'm going to... I've got a 1080p TV sitting in my hallway that I can't seem to give away. It's a 1080p Samsung 55-inch. I've offered it to, like, six people, and nobody will take it. <laughs> I see. We're we're definitely living in a first world country with that. I mean, clearly, because like I like I offered to give it to somebody. He's like, "Is it 4K?" I'm like, "No, but it's free." He's like, oh, I don't want it. I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Nobody wants your hand me down crap. I was like, yeah, no, "Good man. God!" Jeez. I was like, "If I had another room to put a TV in, I would set it up because it's a great. It's a Samsung and it's a great TV. Like it's, I paid like sixteen hundred for it when it first came out. It was like one of the high end Samsungs." And I love that TV, but now I've got three 4K sets in the house, so it's like, eh, well, I'm not going to hook this up. Uh, I guess if you're desperate to get rid of it, you can just put it on Craigslist and then put it out in your... In it's your not even worth the hassle at that point. I'll take it to the dump. Yeah, but, I mean, taking it to the dump itself is more of a hassle than leaving it, leaving it in front of your house, is, is what I feel like, anyway. If you um, left it in front of your house, I guarantee somebody would pick it up. Yeah, probably. I, at some yeah. point, I I just really wanted to somebody to get something out of it that I knew. Yeah, yeah, I I feel you. I feel you. I was like, you know, but, I've got like I I would offer it to my mother, but my mother's living room is extremely tiny, and I don't think it could house a fifty-five. And your mom's like four K or bust nerd. He, you know, yeah, exactly. It's, please, my mother didn't even know how to log into her email. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even know what four K is. Oh man, 
Oh, I could uh, buy a Blu-ray player for Christmas. She's like, "What's this? Is this different than a DVD?" Like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting. I think what I'm gonna do is that next year, 2018, regardless of if my TV is broken or not, I'll pick up like an OLED set because that's that's where I feel like. Yeah, to, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that. next year I'm gonna be able to get an OLED for like under a grand. Yeah, that's that's where the the industry is going because remember when 4K TVs were all over a thousand? Oh yeah. Now now they're like under 400 easy. The so. OLED that I want is on sale this week for 1500 and I'm like you're almost there baby. You're almost there. Uh which model are you looking at? The LG B7. Mm, that is a beast. Yeah, I, that's yeah. the one I wanted. That's like I was beauty. looking at it at Best Buy. I was like it's 1500 right now for the 55. I'm like if I wait till next year I can probably get the 65 for 1500. <laughs> oh, the greed is real, man. Like, yeah, I mean yeah. It, 65 would be like I have a 55 in the living room and I have a huge living room so it's kind of small I'm like I should probably get a 65 I'm like well if I wait till next year the B765 will probably be like around 1500 yeah I'm sure I'm sure they'll have new models too that are even better sure sure but it changes every year like it seems like every year a different manufacturer has the best TV mm-hmm, like last sure. year it was Samsung this year it's LG you know who knows who it's going to be next year so I'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, exciting time to be like a consumer that's looking to upgrade now. Whether you're looking for a game console or you're looking for a TV, everything is so cheap, everything is affordable, so good time. Yeah, I saw a guy walking out of Best Buy yesterday with two 55-inch Samsungs and a sound bar. I'm like, that dude's about to have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went inside and realized that the Samsung he bought selling for 400 bucks for a 55-inch 4K. I'm like, oh my god. That's insane. No. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about what is coming out this week, and my list is short. We finally Good. got over that hump. Out this week in the North America, Axiom Verge, the Multiverse Edition. I'm assuming that's like a special edition. The one you've been waiting for, that DLC for Final Fantasy XV that finally make Jay love that game. Monsters of the Deep, Final Fantasy XV. Actually... Yeah, I do still own that game, but is that I have to buy that, right? Yeah, it's not free, Money. dude. I think that's, that's isn't happening. that VR? Isn't that the VR fishing? Yeah, something? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a VR thing. Yeah, so uh Project Nimbus Code Mirai. I don't know what that is. Uh the Inpatient. Oh, is that coming out this week? It's what's on the list. I thought I saw it got delayed. Maybe this hasn't been updated. I heard that was a prequel VR-only experience to Until Dawn. So, so two of the four games I've listed already are VR, and one of them is a re-release of an older game. Cool. Good week. Well, I mean, if you're you know, if you're know, a fan of VR, then yeah, excellent week. Uh, Assassin's Creed... Well, we don't know. Those games might suck. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, The Trials of the Gods is the first DLC pack. That drops this week. Um, wow. Nothing there. The Switch is getting Battle Chef Brigade and Lumo, as well as uh, Axiom Verge Multiverse Edition, Azure Striker Gunvolt Striker Pack, Dead Synchronicity, Tomorrow Comes Today, damn right, uh, Gear.Club Unlimited, which I talked about earlier, MXGP3, the official motocross video game, Rhyme, Super Beat Sonic, uh, Unbox Newbies, that's already out, is that a physical release? Probably. 
Uh, did we hear back from the Audra Strike at Gunvol? Yeah, she said she'd get a code in a couple days. So. Neato. Cool. Uh, Ernog Earn Limited. Say that again. Earn Nog Earn Limited. So it's like Medea saying unlimited. It's like Earn Limited. <laughs> Alright. Uh, ACA Neo Geo Soccer Brawl. Kid Trip Run. Letter Quest Remastered. Mantis Burn Racing. Stick it to the man. <gasps> Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Explorers Pack. Is that... Is, that's, that's not the, the story one, right? Yeah, it is. It is? Oh, yeah, finally! Jeez! Uh, transcripted uh, Worms WMD and Crimson Land. So Switch is continuing to pump out the indies. Good, um, man. 3DS is getting Apollo Justice Ace Attorney and River City Rival Showdown. And on Friday, you can pick up the Nintendo DDS, 2DS Link DDS. Green Edition. All right, let's see what's coming out on PC this week. Can we get some comedy up in here? All right, here's a game about life. You ready for this one? Right. Going nowhere, colon, the dream. <laughs> colon, the dream. This is This is a PC game? Yes. I'm going to have to look this one up. Uh, there's also a game coming out called Girlfriend Sister. That sounds like a porn, truthfully. Kind of does. Um, Olsen's Boxing Challenge. I don't believe that's related to the Olsen Twins, but I could be wrong. Oh, here we go. Here is the game. Jay, you're going to review this game. I'm going to request the code. It's called Last Anime Boy colon Saving Lolly. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Last anime boy saving lolly. Yeah, we all know what lollies are, right? Right? Lollipops, right? Uh, that's, no. That's the only thing I could possibly Well, think some of. people might think of them like that, and those are some sick people. <laughs> you know, don't lollipops go- don't, needs to be saved. Don't Google lolly without safe search on on Google. Even with safe search on. It's still, it's still pretty it. bad. It's still pretty yeah. bad. Ugh. All right, let's talk about some news. You want to talk about the best-selling games of October? Sure. I've got the list. What do you think the best-selling game in October was? And if you know, don't shout it out. For those who don't know, what do you think? There was a lot of great games in October. I'm going to say Super Mario Odyssey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ryan, you got a guess? Ryan's dead. Was there was there an NBA game that came out? Yeah, I think so. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, my my headset's all jacked up. You're gonna have to repeat the question again. Uh, What do you think the best selling game of October was? Oh, the best selling game of October? Yeah, it was a good month. Lots of great games. So so Assassin's Creed, Wolfenstein, Mario Odyssey, South Park. Yeah, I would say Mario Odyssey. Okay, you are all three wrong. Uh, Was it the NBA game? Nope. Assassin's Creed? Nope. Wolfenstein? Wolfenstein. Nope. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein is in the top 20, but it's not number one. Minecraft. Nope. I know it's not like Evil Within 2. No, that's on the list, to be. but yeah. it's not. Is it Grand Theft Auto 5? <laughs> nope. You guys done guessing? Uh, yeah. yeah. Middle Earth, Shadow of War. You shitting me? Nope. That's number one. Number two is Assassin's oh, that Creed. that game also came out in October, huh? Yeah. Number two is Assassin's Creed Origins. Number three is Super Mario Odyssey. Okay. Number four, South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Uh, 
Oh, good for South Park, man. Nice. Uh, then the sports quadrilogy, NBA, FIFA, WWE, and Madden. Number nine is Destiny. Number ten is Forza. Then we move into the top 20, Gran Turismo Sport at number 11, Grand Theft Auto 5 at number 12, The Evil Within at 13, Wolfenstein at 14. That's a shame. Legend, of Zelda, Bre- Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at 15. Uh, Mario Kart 8 at 16. Fire Emblem Warriors at 17. Uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands at 18. NHL 18 at 19. Did that confuse you? Because it was hard to say. And then <laughs> Rainbow Six Siege at number 20. Uh, best-selling system of the year of the month was the Switch, because obviously. Can you guess what the number two best-selling system? SNES Classic. Bingo. Yep. So followed by the PS4, I imagine, right? That that'd be my guess. I don't have the yeah. list here. I just remember reading that the Switch and Super Nintendo Classic were one and two. Hmm. So yeah, I was shocked that Middle Earth was the number one selling game. I, I am too, to be honest with you. Yep. They did, they did spend the most money marketing, is what I figure. So. Yeah, but when you're launching in the same month as Assassins and Super Mario. Oh, well, just... the thing is, Middle Earth has the benefit of not being released on the same day with with the three. So Assassin's Creed 3, Wolfenstein, and Super Mario Odyssey all came out on the same day. Nope. Which was. Wolfenstein came out the week before, didn't it? No, I believe it came out on the same day. Oh, no, you're, I'm thinking of Evil Within. You're right. Yeah, see, Evil Within came out before. But Evil Within, understandably, is a niche genre. It's a horror game. You know, not as many people are into it as something like, I guess, uh, The Lord of the Rings, whatever, third person slash and hacking, whatever that Shadow War is now. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. Uh, maybe the, the game did review pretty well, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's an interesting conversation because if you remember when that game came out, the vocal majority was very, uh, loot box, loot box, loot box. And then they were like, it's not going to sell. Boycott this game. And then it's number one. Which is exactly what I think is going to happen in November with Star Wars. What else came out in November? Uh, well, I mean, Mario will, will do some bulk sales in November for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Call of Duty will probably be number one, would be my guess. Yeah, that's a fair bet, right? Yeah, I think Battlefront would probably be number two. I bet you Skyrim on the Switch shows up on that list. It did come out recently. Yeah, it came uh, out last week. Yeah, that's what I figure. But the thing about it is that you can't discount the idea that people are talking about and then saying that it did nothing because we don't have the data of what it would have been like without, you know? No, and it's we never like, will, but still. Yeah, it's, it's like looking at like the data on piracy. You don't have the data because it's, it's impossible to get. You don't know how many people would have bought it with or without. So it's it's difficult to say. Oh, but true. I don't know. I don't, yeah. yeah, the vocal majority, probably also 60% of them actually bought the game. So there is that, too. That, yeah, that, that rose me the wrong way, but, you know, <laughs> that's how it goes. Uh, speaking of loot box controversy, Star Wars Battlefront, I'm not going to talk too much about it. We've kind of exhausted this topic, but they, they did walk back the microtransactions. They took them out. Um, what makes this story funny is there are two reports. The first report came out that the boxes were added after Disney had a call with EA, and everybody was all out there like, Yay, Disney, Disney's our savior. It turns out, Uh, There's a report that came out after that That actually EA wanted to make the game like Overwatch Where the loot boxes were You know Exclusively cosmetics And Disney said no Monetize the shit out of that It's Star Wars So (laughs) Sure (laughs) 
The thing about it is that I can believe it either way. I don't hold EA or Disney in such a high regard that I would. I can't. That, that's what. That's kind of my other. point. Is like both of these companies, they're they're companies. They're they're not out for your for your likes. They're out for your money. Corporations are not your friends. Nope. And they are not people. Nope. So, you know, Which is why when you say that uh, you should buy a PS4 because Xbox sucks and Sony is the best, you are a weird person because uh, they don't give a shit about you. Yeah. You're you're doing a job that people get paid for and you're not getting paid for it. Exactly. No, stop it. And stop it does it, it does it. nothing to better your gaming experience. Just an FYI. Uh, most of the news this week is all about Black Friday deals. So if you guys have been waiting on games, I know Xbox Live's digital sale is live. PlayStation Network's digital sale is live. There's a lot of great uh, games. Before before we go over, you know, just completely and stop not talking about. Battlefront 2, because that's exactly what I want to do. I will say that they took out the microtransactions temporarily. Yeah, yeah. Their official statement, and they do want to put it back in eventually after they've tweaked it. So don't believe that it's gone forever. No, no, it's it's not gone forever. Just just keep that in mind. That game is going to continuously be changed, which is why I'm not really buying anything with my credits that I'm earning in the game. Because I don't want to spend... You know, double what I'm going to have to spend for a character. You haven't later. bought like loot boxes and stuff for progression's nope. sake. Nope, haven't bought anything. Everything I've gotten has been organically through playing the game. So, mm. and I haven't had a worse experience because of it. I mean, there's always going to be matches where y- you can give a guy who's terrible at a game the best equipment, and he may get a few extra kills, but that's still not going to make him a better player. I mean, it's just no. You you literally said he. If it gives him a few extra kills, it makes him better than he actually is. But so, if he still sucks, he still he sucks. I mean, and let's be fair, I, I I am that person. You could give me all of the best gear, I'm still going to suck. Yeah, but that's not the point of the controversy, right? Because a lot of times when you're coming down to these multiplayer games, which are supposed to be highly competitive, let's say if I'm if I'm playing Overwatch or Counter-Strike, especially a game like Counter-Strike, where you die very, very quickly... A one one percent difference of damage or defense can be the difference between death or being alive. And one person being alive, you know, can mean the difference between winning a match and not winning a match. So I don't I don't like the idea of downplaying advantages. I get what you mean, saying that bad players will remain bad regardless of the fact that you know they get some better extra gear. But the upgrades that you get can be significant based on your luck, and that's not how you know progression ought to be for games like this, where they're trying to push the competitive side of it, where they're trying to make it into this thing that's like, oh, it's a game in Battlefront. Battleground, it's not. So that's that's the whole point. That's that's what's that's why people are so pissed. I, I guess. I, I mean, I've always looked at Battlefront as there's a reason why it's not in esports. <laughs> no, frankly, but, to because me, it's not a good game. But, well, because yeah. it, it's because it's exactly what I said. It's a casual shooter. It's what people play when they don't care. That's what I play when I don't care. I play Battlefront. I, I guess I, I get why people get angry. I play with somebody who is angry every time he dies. But like, I just look at it like, oh, so I mean, there's even times in Overwatch where I'm like, that shouldn't have happened, and I'm just like, heh, okay. But most of the time, I'm just like, yeah, that dude's better than I am. I don't really care. Like, I don't get mad. Because I, I used to get mad in video games when I played online, and it it didn't do anything. And the, the only time I really get mad is either, A, someone is actively out there trying to ruin the experience for everyone else. That's when I get a little bit mad. But then I rub it, you know, I just, I can't do anything about it personally. So I just forget about it. But I get mad mostly at myself, like when I fail to do things that I know I can do. 
um, because you know you have like standards of yourself and certain skill levels and all that jazz. But like getting mad at other people, especially when they beat you, hell no, man. I I get impressed when people beat me. So it's good. Uh, sad news this week as Disney has pulled the plug on Marvel Heroes. That game is now officially going to be shut off on December 31st as kind of a celebration. They basically made every character in the game like one penny. So you can just go buy the characters' costumes and play until December 31st. Also, it's worth noting that pretty much that entire team got laid off, so that's super sad. Mm. So you can no longer make any costume jokes after next year. So that's Oh, I most certainly can because those videos are there forever. They are there forever. We did play that game, and you know what? I like that game. I like that game Look out, the costumes. This is in fucking costumes. Look out for the costumes. Costumes. That's such a great name for, like, like gangsters, like, <laughs> slang for superheroes. Look out, fucking costumes Costumes coming. are coming. Oh. Uh... That's so good. Like I said, not a lot of not a lot of news outside of the loot box stuff with Star Wars. It's a pretty quiet time. Go out there, buy some games. Everything's on sale, you know. And there's been so many good games. Like like I was saying earlier, the digital sale on Xbox Live. You can get Wolfenstein and Evil Within for the price of one of them a week ago. And both of those games are are totally worth playing. Yes, yes, highly recommend both of those games. I still want to play Evil Within, but it's probably going to be a while. You should snag it. Uh, either now or on Black... I think on Black Friday it's like 25 bucks somewhere. Right. Yeah, that sounds like bucks. the best physical. Yeah, so if you do want to if you want to get a physical disc of it, I would, I would go grab that game because I really enjoyed that game. I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, but that's it. That's all the news. That's all that stuff. We don't have any emails. It's quiet, man. It's quiet. It's good, man. I'm, I'm enjoying the silence. Uh, we're going to have a short show because I'm going straight into tweets now and I don't see a ton. So Really? That's good. Everybody's everybody's like uh, getting prepared for that big fat meal they're gonna have on Thursday. It's gonna be glorious. I know I'm gonna eat it, and then I'm gonna sit in my couch and watch football for like four hours. It's gonna be great. <laughs> well, the, yeah, that, well, what are you talking about? Can they they took us they took a year off football because the Giants didn't play this year at all. So. <laughs> no, that's play. not how no. it works. No, they took a year off. It's fine. Uh, Adam sent us a tweet. He said, "If you don't mind me asking, how old are you guys?" I'm starting to realize Jay must be a lot younger than most of us, and maybe that's why he's so good at games. Because my reaction times have definitely slowed. Now I'm 28. I just got PUBG, by the way. Uh, I am 32. You fucking child. Yep. <laughs> I just turned 32. I just turned. I'm this week Thanksgiving is my birthday and I will be 38 years old. <laughs> I am almost 40 god damn it. And it happens. Yeah, I kind of woke up one day and was like, "Fuck." When you don't die, you get old. I'm that 40-year-old guy wearing a Lucio hoodie out at the bus stop waiting on my son. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hey, fellow students. Uh, What's good? Hey, fellow. Hey, fellow young people. How are the things? 
Do you like Overwatch? Do you like Overwatch? Because I do you too. You probably shouldn't. You probably shouldn't ask those questions. No, then the. Oh, you, you know, you say that. When what I was is watching, the? Uh, what is the Steve Buscemi thing? I think it's like, "Hello, fellow kids." Hello, fellow <laughs> young people. I think is what he says. He's like undercover in like a high school, and then he's he's got like a skateboard on his back, and then his yeah. hat's turned backwards. Yeah, yeah. Just, I think really I think good. his I think his shirt says uh, "band shirt" or something like that on it. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, Mookie says you guys are missing out. I just well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We didn't what? get Jay's age here. Well, you know my age already, Drew. I told you. I told you I, this. I, I do know how. No, you you have never said how old you are. You've always <laughs> said I'm a few years older than you. Is what I, you I, is, is that what I said? Yeah. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Okay, sure. See, he's like. Uh, such a secretive guy. He's secretive. I know. <laughs> well, I will say that you know I'll give you a ballpark estimate of that I'm between the age of fifteen and sixty. So just uh, just in there somewhere. That's not a that's, ball- a, that's a good demographic. That's a demographic for food. Is, well, what's that? Good. What's yeah. that generation called? <laughs> between the mm. ages of fifteen and sixty. <laughs> I don't the generation of don't even worry about it. Uh, that's I am thirty six. See, just a, just a couple years younger than I am. I am now officially the old man on the show since Jason left. God damn it. How old's Jason? Jason's over 40 now, right? Is he? I believe so. I he, was a, he was two or three years older than I am. In so, high school? Yeah. Wow. So, I thought you guys were like maybe a year apart. No, no. He was two grades above me, and I think he was a grade later. So, like, he was, like, three years older than I was, I want to say. Mm. I think he had his big four zero last year or the year before. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Mookie says, you guys are missing out. I just played Pit People for the first time, and it's so little tactics and a ton of fun in it. Uh, it's a must-play, even though it's still in early access. You guys are going to laugh your asses off. That's the game from the behemoth. That feels what's, like it, what's it called? <clears throat> the Pit People. <clears throat> that game's Pit? been in like early access forever. Pit people? Yeah, it came out on Xbox Pit Game people. Preview like over a year ago. I want to say. Really? Okay. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of missed the olden days of Castle Crashers. Man, I want one of those again. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't like the other games that they put out afterwards. I really don't either. Mm. I loved Alien Hominid though. That was a great. Game. Yeah, that was that was like the original game. That was fun. But the Castle Crashers was like my jam. Like I played that game for hours with friends. The multiplayer is so much fun. Uh, Adam says, "Wow, so it takes forty-eight hours game time to unlock Vader in Battlefront? Is this true?" I've been reading that Reddit post. Uh, no, that is not true. Um, I have enough credits to unlock him, and I have not put forty-eight hours in that game. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, you get a bunch of credits after you beat the story mode. Yeah, but, but I had him before. Load. I had him before I beat the campaign mode. I had enough to buy him. How much is the credits that you need to get him? 15000 I think is what he costs. How many credits do you get per win? Uh, five, six hundred. How many? Well, not, not, per, not per win, per loss. It, it's, the credits are earned based on how long you play, not whether you win or lose. Did they take out that cooldown with the arcade system where you can just keep earning credits? Or is I, that still there? I don't know. I played arcade mode like five times. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's still there or not, but I've earned plenty of credits and the loot box. You get a daily loot box every day you log in, and it usually has like four or five hundred credits in it. 
So, well, five hundred in the bucket of you know fifteen thousand. It's you know you still got a long way to go. I mean, I I probably could have unlocked him after maybe four or five hours of play. I think is about what it took me to get there. Okay. Sure. I mean, so, there's still more heroes and other stuff you got. Sure, sure. Play. No, there is, and you get some of that stuff in the loot boxes you earn. Like you earn loot boxes for every challenge that you do. So it's, I mean, it's kind of crazy how much stuff you do get. My biggest issue with that game is not what it takes to unlock stuff. It's that there's too much stuff to unlock. Like, well, that's that's part of it, right? I mean, yeah, it's it reminds me of Overwatch for like you know emotes and and cards and and. You know, powers, it's like all that stuff's in loot boxes. I'm like, God, I can't keep track of all this shit. Like, it's confusing. That's my biggest issue with that game. And I think it feels like, I feel like the EA or maybe Disney, I don't I don't know who made the final decision on this crap. Maybe it's uh, something that they decided together. But maybe they felt like the costumes, if costumes. they made the, if, yeah, if they made the loot boxes only cosmetic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Still cracks you up, huh, Drew? I fucking love it. It's, it's fucking just, funny, just, man. It's that's that's just the funnest like little in joke we've ever had. It is pretty good. I, so, still, I still don't know what it's from. Marvel Heroes. Marvel Heroes. Yeah, shoot them the video that you guys recorded. Yeah, the we recorded a video, and there's a section in that game where you go through like a gangster town where there's a bunch of yeah, mob guys. You fight the Jigsaw guys yeah. um, from the Punisher. Yeah. Uh, and when they run into you, sometimes they will yell, Look out! Costumes! Wow. Which is basically, they call superheroes costumes. Gotcha. And we fucking loved, like, the way he said that with, like, that New York accent, it was just perfect. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the video is pretty good that they recorded. I, I watched that a while back. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, but what I mean is that, you know how when you, when there, there's a new event or there's new costumes for Overwatch... We're all excited because the content they put out, even though it's just cosmetic, the costumes look awesome. They they make the characters look completely different. It's just incredibly, incredibly extravagant in a lot of ways. Like you're looking at like the Cthulhu Zenyatta, you know. You look at some of like the Mercy costumes, like the Witch Mercy, and all these characters. They even say things differently. There's a lot more to the effects. So that's the reason why it kind of propels us. You know, like Ken, you said yourself, the only loot boxes you've ever purchased were for Overwatch, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, and that's because we, A, love these characters, you know, we kind of basically fell in love with their personalities and the way they play, and B, the costume that they provided, even though it doesn't give us any advantage in combat, they look so good and different that we want to buy them. But I feel like, I don't think... When you make costumes for Star Wars characters, I don't think they have the confidence to have that driving force to make people want to buy these loot boxes if they were only cosmetic. Because I don't think they don't have they have confidence in themselves. Make costumes that look that good or that interesting to make people want to shell out cash in order to buy them. Nope. And that's you because don't feel that you, way? You, no, no, I'm saying I agree with you because I don't think... When you think of Star Wars characters, they have a look. They have a specific look. Yeah, they and, do. And mm. there's no reason to change that look. Whereas with Overwatch, the characters are goofy cartoon characters. So yeah, I want to change the way they look. So yeah, they don't they don't have the ability that. And I think it's it's a combination of that. Disney and EA both wanted to make money off this game, and they kind of just threw a bunch of stuff at the wall to see what would stick. And truthfully, not a lot of it is stuck. And that's sad because I really enjoy the playing of the game. It's just all the bullshit around it that doesn't need to be there. Like they could, yeah. they could have made this game without loot boxes and just given me a fucking generic ass white stormtrooper, and I would have been happy. So, yeah, 
it, it's just put a damper on it. Because just like you, I know there's people, a friend of mine who's not even a big gamer knew about Battlefront 2 coming out. He was excited for it. He liked the first game, unlike me. And he had, he had a good time with it and everything. He was excited for the second game. And even he heard about the controversy. He doesn't look at gaming news like we do. You know, we check N4G, we check other websites, and it comes into our timeline and feed as we go on. But like, he doesn't look at any of those things. But even he heard about it. And that really told me how mainstream that news became. And in the end of the day, uh, in the, at the end of the day, he didn't buy Battlefront 2 because of all this nastiness surrounding it. Because he didn't want to really get involved with all this like progression issues and all that jazz. And then I told him that they did take it out, you know, right before the game fully launched on the 17th, right? Like, like day before they took it out. And then he's, he's, he's still undecided. And that kind of sucks because if you're talking about someone that was a mainstream gamer, doesn't really look at the news and, you know, browsers Reddit like I do, he, even he heard about it. So I think it's because of that they had such a extreme reaction. So I think it'll be good for the industry to have this backlash. But once again, you know, you, you got to just be more mature about it. Those, those people sending death threats and stuff like that needs to shut the fuck up and just be reasonable human beings. Yeah, it came out that that guy was lying. What, uh, the person that, uh... Said that he was he, getting death threats, he doesn't actually work. Yeah, he doesn't work for EA or whatever, right? I, like, why Why is that a thing you want to lie about? Like, I don't get that. That just seems ridiculous. People lie about all sorts of things, man. Yeah, like, people are stupid. Nah. Anyway, I, I um, moving on in the tweets. Uh, this was kind of funny. This, It was weird that I sent out two review codes for Skyrim in 2017. <laughs> And I, did. I sent them both out this week. That's nuts to me. Uh, but Chad writes in and says, I have to admit Skyrim on PSVR is pretty phenomenal. I had zero motion sickness, and you all know my history with that. The move controls are pretty fantastic too. There's an adjustment period, but when you get it, it becomes fairly second nature and fluid. I've been predominantly using the Wiimote style archery mechanic with the move controllers, and it's great. Uh, the draw distance makes it a little graphically muddled, but for the most part, it's pretty good. Things in the foreground are fine. The skybox always looks great, but loses fine detail in the distance. The map and leveling up with the constellations is unique. Shield and melee combat feels second nature and intuitive. Pairing with the shield feels awesome, but the landing blows doesn't quite feel right because there's no feedback on the impact. Mm. The overall vertical of Overall, vertically, of the first-person perspective, is worth trying this game in VR. Well, thanks for that take on the VR, because I don't think any of us here have any VR. Well, you have the Oculus camera. Yeah, I have the Oculus. No, John has PSVR, and he's reviewing Skyrim, so... Yeah, so that's that's good uh, because when we watch the footage of the the PS PSVR version of Skyrim, it always looks so terrible, just from a visual and the way the the you know the shield and the sword like all look janky and moving around. So it's nice it's nice to see that uh, it works better in practice than it actually looks. Yep, I'm I'm glad both of those versions of Skyrim turned out good. Yeah. Uh, Dustin writes in and says, why do the Game Awards have best ongoing game? Just to give Overwatch another award? <laughs> I think best ongoing game is a good category. I think there's a lot of games that kind of keep going and going and going. Uh, like World of Warcraft, like Overwatch, that continuously get these uh, content patches that really push the uh, push the games forward. I, I don't like the fact that the PUBG is is in the Game of the Year nomination. I understand that it's a cultural phenomenon in a lot of ways. The popularity is extreme. But when the game actually releases, you know, at the end of this year, in December, then by then it would have been already over for 
then it would be the next year selection for game of the year. So are they what are they saying? So it's not it's available for game of the year this year, but not for next year when it actually comes out. Well, in, it's in, coming you know, out this year. Version. It's coming out this year. Yes, but in in the sake of game of the year nominations, that's already been said and done. That's already been said in stone since November. So so games coming out in December this year is considered to be games coming out next year for the purposes of the game of the year. So if a game comes out in December, let's say like Xenoblade 2, not up for discussion for this year, uh, coming out in December 1st, but it'll be up for discussion next year as a game that came out you know, in 2018, technically, for the purposes of the Game Awards. So when you put early access games, no matter how popular they are, in, in consideration with games that are actually complete and came out in full, I think that is a flaw. I think that is a poor decision. And therefore, I know a lot of the, uh, the judges agree. I think uh, I've talked to some people... And then, yeah, they, they didn't like it, but they didn't, they couldn't, you know, overturn decisions that were, you know, made final by some notable people. So, what are you going to do? I don't know. If it shows up next year as another entry, then I would have an issue. But if not, I, I, it really, I really don't care. It's people seem to really love that game, and sure, sure. I don't know that there's ever been a game that's that popular in early access. Like it's, I don't know. Uh, he also says, and why is Destiny a nominee for it? Everyone quit playing since they're waiting on new content. <laughs> yeah, it did lose a lot of its player base. I don't think Destiny 2 is going to win, personally. No, it'll be Overwatch, be my guess. Likely. Yeah. Likely. Uh, also, why did Final Fantasy XIV get snubbed when they released the Annex expansion? MMO definition of ongoing. MMO is definition of ongoing game, end rant. It's uh, it's it's their opinion, man, and uh, I don't agree with a lot of it. Although they did put some interesting picks here and there, which I do agree with. But at the end of the day, it, it's it's the opinion of a collection of people. They, I'm sure they argue for this and that, and they came to this list. Um, that's that's how it is. Like it's not gonna. Let's say your favorite game of, of this year is not on this list. It doesn't make you any 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 less right. Is it is what I want to say? If you if you feel strongly about a game, you can make a point for it. Um, shit, I can make a point for Neo being the best game of the year like, strongly, and that's not that's not on the on the list of the uh, best games of the year either. So yeah, don't feel bad about your games not being on there. They're you know they're people. They have their own opinions and tastes. So hey, if you, if you want to feel like the video game industry is not the only one that's fucked up when it comes to wars, did you guys see that uh, Get Out was labeled as a comedy slash musical? In, musical? Yeah, like there's a category called best comedy slash musical, and that's what they put Get Out in. I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, did you guys even watch that movie? <laughs> that movie is neither comedic nor musical. <laughs> I mean, it has some jokes here. It's got there, some dark sure. comedy in it, yeah, but it is not there, a comedy. No, that's not that's not the main purpose of the. Movie. I, I think my favorite thing was I saw the director Jordan Peele tweeted out. He's like, Get Out is a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, Jordan's a funny guy Yeah, man. no no spoilers for that movie Because if you haven't seen it, I cannot recommend it enough It is really good a Very, very yeah. good movie uh, One of the highest uh, grossing Directorial debuts of all time Good, so, good, yeah, I, good I, that movie Jordan, deserved man. Every bit of that, because man that, I did not know what to expect going into that movie And by the end of it, I'm like God damn, that was a good film <laughs> <laughs> 
his final tweet is, Well, I finally accomplished a gaming goal of mine in finishing the storyline in Final Fantasy XI and all the expansions. That game is underrated. Wow, Final Fantasy XI. The servers are still live, huh? Uh, I think they just shut down PS2, but everything else is still going, I believe. Very cool. Yeah, that game's been around a long... I remember... God, I remember getting the PS2 version when I worked at GameStop in the big white box that came with the hard drive. Oh, all right. When did Final Fantasy XI originally come out, Ken? Let me, let me hear some guesses. Actually, let me get, let me hear guesses from everybody. I want to see this. Final no, Fantasy XI PS2 yes. came out in 2000. Uh, I'm going to guess 2004. 2003, 2004. Okay. I was going to say 2004. Okay, what about you, Drew? It's Drew dead. God damn it, Drew. I think I think he was talking about costumes too much. Costumes, Drew's got costumes. The costumes got him. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I'd say 04. 04. 2002. Wow, really? 2002. Oh, that's right, because the PC version launched before the PS2 version. That's right. Yeah, so the fact that you can still play on MMO that came out in 2002 and 2017 is pretty awesome. That game has a lot of people playing it, and 14 has a lot of people playing it, too. Square may do a lot of bad things, but I'll tell you what, they make a hell of an MMO. If, if it's not the first version of 14, that is, yeah. That's true, <laughs> but that thing doesn't exist anymore. I know, I know. They, I've never seen a company backpedal so fast and so hard, and then kind of re, uh, you know, kind of reinvigorate the player base with such a huge like, uphaul of like the game. Entirely, the the Realm Reborn thing was insane. The whole process of it, the amount of money they threw at it to make it good again, was, was kind of insane. I, I will say that I bet there's a there's a group of people out there who really want them to release the vanilla Final Fantasy 14 so they can play it. And I'm like, what just, is what is wrong with you people? Final just, just for the sake of like what like historical well, value. It, Blizzard's doing it with WoW. Well, the WoW WoW vanilla has was. Good when they came it was out. Excellent. Yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen was not. So <laughs> but it doesn't matter. I mean, people like The Last Guardian. I mean, come on. People, it's just a fantastic game. People man. like Shinmu. I mean, there's no account for taste. I just say. Yeah, well, Last Guardian won multiple game of the game of the year awards. So you know, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's <laughs> clearly some people that you know uh, also like the game. I mean, multiple game of the year awards. No, so idiotgaming.com yeah. doesn't count, Jay. Okay. Hey, we're called ZTGD, okay? It's not. It's not easy. <laughs> hey, we don't we don't pick a overall game of the year, so we can't. No, 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 no. We've all agreed. <laughs> we've all agreed conclusively that only my opinion matters at the end of the day. So my game of the year award is technically the official GTGG game of the year list. So just keep that in mind when we do the show on January. All right, guys? Yeah, if you want to live under yeah. that false impression, that's fine. Hey, hey that's just, it's the only one that matters. Whatever you got to do yeah. to get yourself to sleep at night, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, that is all the tweets. It is, it is a slow week. Um, yep. If you do want to tweet at us, it's at M4G Podcast. If you want to shoot us an email, podcast at ZTGD. We haven't had any for a couple weeks. I'd like to see some. I especially enjoyed the ghost stories, which Gambus oh, yeah, that was a good week. commented about that because he is listening. Also, I told him we make fun of him progressively on the show, so make sure you get your jokes in so he can he can listen to those and laugh. He's, ha ha, you're making fun of me because I'm not there, you dicks. Uh, <laughs> what's up? Uh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you can follow all of us individually. Jay is at Butterside J. Ryan is at Wombat RP. Drew at DML Fury. Uh, you can follow me on the site at ZTGD. Also, Phoenix Down. What's going on with Phoenix Down? This week we will not have a show due to Thanksgiving, Thanks. but we will yeah, be back. We'll be back next week, the end of November, to finish off Alan Wake. And then it's time for Halloween, right? And then it's time for <laughs> Halloween with Death Space Two. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, bitches! And we'll stick a needle in your eye. <laughs> oh, that scene still disturbs me a lot. I never got to that. Oh my God, Drew! Oh my God, you're in for such a treat. I never got to that part. Uh, it's going to hurt. Anyway, that's it. Unless anybody has anything else, we'll give you a 90-minute show. Nice, succinct. Enjoy your turkey. Enjoy your sales on Friday. Go buy a PS4 and Xbox One if you ain't got one. 200 bucks. Can't beat it. I don't have anything else. Anybody has anything else? Nah, man. Enjoy, sure. Enjoying this quick show. Sometimes we run long. Sometimes we run short. It's yeah, I get, to, I get to catch football before halftime now. Sweet. All right, we out. Alrighty, and it goes something like this.